Do you have opinions that you feel you can't express? I think we all do. Are you looking for a place to stir up conversation and let your opinions be heard? I want to introduce you to a new alternative social media site, Snippy.com. Snippy is an unbiased social media platform that's all about conversation and community. Snippy not only encourages freedom of expression, but guarantees its users the ability to discuss topics freely, without any suppression from administrators. Check in for a quick update about current events, or spend hours scrolling through users' posts. Write your thoughts and strike up conversation. Snippy's founders have intentionally created a forum where anyone can feel free to express their thoughts, frustrations, ideas, anything really. It's a place where discussion is valued. A place where your opinion matters. Totally free. Go to snippy.com now to express yourself. No shadow banning, no character limit, and no suppression of conservative thought ever. Check out the website at snippy.com or download the app. No censorship. No agenda. Join us at Snippy to get the discussion rolling. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast, our final hour here with Lynn McTaggart as we talk about her work, The Power of Eight. Is the one just as powerful as the eight, Lynn? No. I think I think you can intend for yourself, no question, and you can have, you know, you can manifest things, definitely. Um, I've certainly seen that in my own life and seen it in, in many, many instances. But there seems to be some sort of scaling up in a group. You know, I wrote about this in my last book, The Bond, about how we are really need to be part of a community, George. And, you know, that is our, our kind of birthright. It's also our feeling of, of coming home in a way. You know, we were always meant to be in groups. We were never, and we were always part, supposed to be part of a greater whole. We were never supposed to be alone. And I think there's something about that group support, that group feeling that, you know, you've got a load of people who are just wishing you well. They're, you know, intending for you, for your health, for your happiness or something. That's really powerful. And, you know, in many cases, with my master classes, for instance, when I put people in groups, they're total strangers. And they don't meet in person. They're meeting virtually. You know, they're meeting on Skype or Zoom or conference call or something like that. Many of them end up feeling like this is a batch of people who are closer to me than my own family. Never they, nevertheless, they've never actually met them in person. And that's the incredible thing about it. But it's that idea of a group of strangers, you know, praying for you, basically. That's very, very powerful. Have you found, Lynn, in your studies that uh, these abilities will work uh, for people of certain age brackets, of certain sexes, or does it skew anything? No. I mean, you can be young, you can be older. You know, I think that um, the people who tend to do this stuff are people who are, you know, anywhere from their 30s to their 70s. Um, it really depends on what they want in their life. They, I've had young people, I've had older people, and it it works for them. I think it's all about using the techniques that I teach, you know, and becoming a, a master intender, essentially, knowing how to really focus your mind, knowing how to, what kinds of things to intend for and how to do it, but also being part of that group. 
and just meeting regularly. And I think it's that meeting regularly that does the trick. I mean, there's a guy called uh, Mitchell Dean, I write about my book, who is a clinical psychologist, but suffered from depression, which such so bad that it was often suicidal. That's not a good calling card for a psychologist. So he had tried everything, conventional and alternative, to try to get over this depression, and he couldn't. And so being part of the group, they intended for that. And what they intended for was that he would find the source of his, in, of his depression. And soon after that, he got a brainwave to go to a Chinese herbalist, who worked out that one of his liver filtration systems wasn't working. And he went and got tests, and it confirmed that he, that he was right. And as soon as that was treated, his depression completely lifted. But the really interesting part of Mitchell's story is what happened over the year. Not only did that happen, but he ended up going back to his fighting weight. He lost weight, and he, he got back to his, you know, his... his weight that he was as a young man. He, um, his Qigong practice, he was practicing Qigong, that got better. He got over writer's block and was able to start writing again. Um, he also developed something to help other people with, I think it's with depression, a special, um, a special kind of technique. And everything in his life was getting better. And even his training, you know, his, his, um, his his trainer at the gym said to him, what are you doing, man? You're exercising less and you're more fit. What's going on with you? And it was like everything in his life was starting to improve. But it, he was one of the people who met religiously. And in fact, one of the guys in his group, Robert, became a really, really close with him, even though they'd never actually physically met. And there were times when Mitchell would say, you know, I had insomnia last night and couldn't sleep, and Robert would say, "Don't worry, man, I had you covered." And he was intending for him to have a, you know, to to sleep better. And so, knowing you've got that constant support is really strengthening in every way over the year. When when you do these intention, uh, not experiments, but when you do these intentions to do something, what do they do actually? I mean, you sit there and think. I mean, what what do they do? Okay, well, there's a lot of little techniques that make you a good intender. I mean, you know, the popular view is that you just have to think about it and believe it. Mm -hmm. Close your eyes or whatever you do. Yeah, Um, but it's, you know, one thing to really keep in mind, George, is that we're intending all the time. You know, and we sabotage most of our intentions. We, We think that we're just having... You know, we, we have our meditation in the morning, we do a little power thought, and that the power thought is the thing that's our intention, and that's the only thing the universe is going to hear. But um, as I wrote about in my book, The Field, you know, we are emitting energy all the time. We're emitting a tiny current of light all the time. And our thoughts are another part of that kind of emission. And we're, we're kind of leaky buckets. We're, we're, you know, broadcasting 24-7. And so if we have this one little power thought saying, I'd like to have this, um, but the rest of the time we're thinking, no, it can't possibly come to pass, or I'm such a loser, or I don't like my hair, or whatever. You know, we're sabotaging it. And so 
one of the things you have to do is get used to really having a focused mind, a sense of positivity. But probably the most important thing of all that no one ever thinks about is being specific. Um, you really is, have to direct yourself to a target, don't you? Yeah. I mean, most people think about, you know, well, I'll do something general and the universe will fill in the gaps. And that's a big mistake because the universe can oftentimes fill in the gap in a really negative way. You know, I think of the case of Heather Mills McCartney, who was uh, Paul McCartney's uh, second wife. Um, she was, he had lost his love of his life, Linda, his first wife, and he was mourning her and he met Heather, who had been a, she was a northern girl from the north of England who came from a pretty rough family and she wanted to better herself. So she came down to London and she was a model and she was a glamour model and she got hit by a motorcycle one day and she lost her leg below the knee, one of her legs. But she was very plucky and she, you know, she continued to model and stood up for the rights of people who had lost limbs. And that's when Paul McCartney met her. Now, Heather Mills really wanted to be famous. That was something really important to her. And suddenly, after Paul married her and fell in love and married her, you know, she became really famous, you know, super famous. She'd married a former Beatle. But I think, you know, what ended up happening is as the marriage got sour, um, she, they, the British press started digging up all this stuff about her, about how she had featured in porn um, photos and things like this. And so suddenly, Heather, from being very famous and kind of revered, was infamous. And so I look at that case, and I think her big problem was she wanted to be famous, but she just didn't specify how. And so suddenly... And it had consequences. They have consequences, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So... It's about really telling the universe what you want. I mean, I know that you're a, a journalist, too, and so you'll recognize the five W's and H. I usually tell people, you know, what reporters have to learn is when they write a lead of a story, they write an, uh, an intro, they have to do who, what, when, where, why, and how. And how. And that's, that's right. not a bad thing to do when you're formulating an intention. It's, if a story includes all those ingredients, you've got a pretty good story. Exactly. And for an intention, it's the same thing. You've got to say, what do you want? You know, the number of people on my master class who will do things like, I want to be rich. And, you know, they don't actually want to be rich. What they want is usually, you know, in the sense of having loads and loads of money and more stuff. What they want is they don't want the job they're in. What they want is not to worry so much anymore. They need a certain amount of money. They may not necessarily need to be rich. Um, what they want is more time to spend with their children or grandchildren. And so what you have to do is try to figure out first what you want. What is it you really want? And then tell the universe exactly what you want. And the other thing I notice, George, is oftentimes the universe gives us what we need, not necessarily what we're trying to say we need. Like, um, I had one group, one master class uh, intention group of eight, and they said, well, we're intending for all of us to win the lottery. <laughs> and I said to them, well, why? What do you need? 
and they said, well, Jean needs $12,000 for her child, and Joe needs another $15,000 to get a car, and -and so-and-so needs this and that. And I said, well, why don't you intend for them individually and ask for what exactly they need? Because that's probably what the universe is going to give you, you know. So it's, it's really about, first of all, figuring out what you want exactly and, and then telling the and universe focusing what right you want. on it yeah exactly listen to more coast to coast am every weeknight at 1am eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more